0: Welcome to the 15-Minute Science Podcast, where I talk about science for 15 minutes. Now, it might get boring, or it might get bland. But that's right now, it's fun. So, listen, man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 15-Minute Science Podcast. As I say every episode, we will discuss something related to science for 15 minutes. We know! Okay, okay, no need to get so worked up. I regret to inform you, my fellow listeners, that this will probably be the last episode of the 15-Minute Science Podcast, which is a great excuse to make this the best episode of the series. Whoa, 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 okay, that puts a lot of pressure on me to deliver, so let's get started. In this episode, we will be talking about a very important career in science, the science teacher. Alright, alright, science teachers are boring, but they play an important role in society, for they are the ones who partake in teaching the next generation of youth about the wonders and horrors of the world. Also, they're the teachers that take you on the most field trips, so (laughs) woohoo! Anyway, I was going to go on spouting random knowledge that I found on the internet about science teachers, but then I thought of a better idea. Why don't I just interview a science teacher? One, I don't have to spend late nights before the deadline writing down stuff. I get to have my first guest on the show. And best of all, it's the peak of the podcast. And a great thing to do for the final episode. Woohoo! But which teacher to interview? That was a question I wasn't so sure about. Then I found this lovely person named Catherine Forrest, was a science teacher but has now since retired and has now become a teaching assistant at Louis Royale. (music) All right let's get this interview started. So Catherine I'm gonna call you Kathy if that's fine.
1: Sure that's fine.
0: All right okay so what are the trials that one must undertake in order to successfully become a science teacher?
1: Well I was a high school science teacher so um, I went to University of Calgary and I got a bachelor's science in general biology, and then I took an after degree after degree program at the U of A in education. And everybody in my program at U of A was after degree, and we all had science degrees ahead before that. And so I think that helps to be really knowledgeable in um, your field, and also. I think if you can get job experience beforehand, like I was a counselor at mini university as well, so I worked with kids, and I knew and understood that I I enjoyed working and helping children.
0: And where was it that you taught your science class? Or your first science class, I guess?
1: Well, my first science class I taught in Olds, and I taught, well, I started, the high school there went from grade 9 to grade 12, so I taught um, grade nine to grade 12, uh, or grade 11, I guess I taught science.
0: Okay, so you've been talking about this all along, and I've never actually gotten to know, like why did you want to become a science teacher in the first place?
1: Well, I think I can always remember back being a teacher. I had a younger sister, and I would, we would play school actually, and I would teach her. I taught her math, so she, like when she went to school, she was pretty far advanced in math, because I would take what I learned in the daytime, and then I would teach her later on. So um, I think just all along, I, I continued in sciences from high school, but then I think partway through my science degree, I knew that I would like to go into education and pursue um, a career in that field.
0: I see. So what did your curriculum consist of each year and what grade did you teach?
1: Um, well, I said that my, I taught grade nine and my first year of teaching, I taught a lot. Um, as a teacher you have to be very flexible about what courses you have um, to teach. So I taught everything from like uh, psychology, law, I taught social studies, I taught English, I taught phys ed, and I taught science and math on top of it. So I taught like eight different courses or something in the first my first year but as you as you work then sometimes you're your assignment changes. So then I focused more on just like math and chemistry later on. And then I think I taught like the odd phys ed class in there.
0: I see. And uh, did you have any difficulty teaching your students at first or did you immediately get it on the first try?
1: Well, I think in my practicum I did have some kids that were like quite rambunctious and were really pushing uh, a person's buttons. And so you learn to try to communicate with those children and to problem solve and to see how you can help them to get on your side and, and to understand how maybe they aren't on your side to begin with. And it's not, it's not like a, you personally, it's just like they might not even enjoy school. So you have to underst- come from, a I guess, a empathy and try to understand and figure out uh, how to help them to be successful and to want to come to school every day and be in your class.
0: All right, I see. Um, were there any moments in your te- teaching career where you were completely nervous about a situation and had no idea how to solve it?
1: Uh, there was the odd time where I may have just like overreacted and then sent a student in the hallway and then didn't really know what to do. And then I was like, uh oh, what do I do now? And uh, one time I went out in the hallway and the student wasn't there. So <laughs> that was a bit of a problem. It was like, uh oh, the student took off. But uh, they eventually came back and then, you know, we sat down and chatted at the end of the school day and we worked out like what my expectations in class were and what I could do to help that student to be successful in class.
0: Uh, Speaking of helping students, like, was there ever a moment in your teaching career where you genuinely played such an important part in a student's life?
1: Well, I think as a teacher, you have to be really aware that every single day that you step into the classroom, you can make a difference in a person's life. And um, I don't think you'll ever really know what that is. It, like it might come back later. Like for instance, years later, I had one of my former students come back to me and she said, "Miss Forrest, you have no idea. Like you were a lifesaver. Um, I did teach her and then, but sometimes at the end of the day, she would come back into my classroom And I'd be marking or, you know, trying to figure out plans for the rest of the day or for the next day. And she would just hang out in there and we would chat sometimes. And I don't even really remember what we chatted about, but it was just a safe place for her to be. And it just gave her a feeling of like that she was an important person. And she said it really did affect her life.
0: That's sweet. Um, What was the best part of your career as a science teacher? Was there any fun field trips or something like that?
1: Well, my very first, I guess, memorable field trips would be my very first year of teaching. Uh, my co-partner who taught, like, the humanities side of it, he had taken kids on, he was much older than me, and he had taken kids on this annual field trip to Banff National Park, where they hiked. Uh, they did up to the ink pots the one day at Johnson's Canyon, and the one day they hiked Sulphur Mountain. And for a lot of these kids... That was a strenuous, these were strenuous hikes for them to do. And so he had been doing this forever. Like some of the kids, they wanted to go swimming in the ink pots because their dad had gone on the same field trip and they had swum in the ink pots. So it was interesting to be along for that and to see the kids overcome like just the personal struggles to get up a hill or a mountain and and just the friendship side, that arise along the way are something that you that really builds strong bonds the outside the classroom. So a lot of field trips, I mean, they're fun, you go to the zoo, you get to see different things, it's a change of scenery, but a trip like that where you're sleeping overnight and you're sleeping in hostels and the kids have to like, you know, prepare food and clean up and, and really um, work together as a big family is uh, it's really life-changing. Okay,
0: um, since you're a science teacher, can you tell us a fun fact about science that not very many people know?
1: Oh, gosh, you got me on the spot. Um, a fun fact about science that people, that they don't know. Um, i got to think about that for a second.
0: Okay. Um, I'm afraid we don't have time for that. Um, just say something like off the top of your head, random, if you can.
1: Um, well, I think one of the cool things that I did in class with my students is we were talking about temperature. And so most people know temperature in degrees Celsius in Canada. And if you're American, then you would know it in degrees Fahrenheit. But there's also another scale of of, of uh, temperature, and it's called the Kelvin scale. And we did a fun thing with... Um, kids that we got uh dry ice and we got liquid nitrogen which really is very cold i forget off the top of my head i can't tell you but just exploring the other um scale of temperature that most people don't really experience or think about and that might be important now because that vaccine that's coming out has to be stored at a very cold temperature so i mean it's something that you don't really think about
0: wow um all right, so Kathy, was there anything special that one of your classes or students did as a way of saying thank you for being our teacher?
1: Well, I think, um, yeah, well, I, th- I think the usual, I like get the year-end gifts and thank you cards. and But I think sometimes when you do run into kids later on, like especially when you teach high school, you'll see them and they're older and they're young adults. And, you know, they will come up to you and chat with you and, and kind of, talk about how they enjoyed your class which is always such a pleasure
0: okay um when did you finally sorry um when did you finally decide to retire from teaching
1: oh well I decided to retire from teaching once I had my my children because I just knew to be a teacher if if this is going out to people that are just interested in it takes a lot of time and energy there is a lot of planning there's a lot of marking there's emails and phone calls and and i think too for me i i really did try to make a difference in kids lives so i would really take a lot of my work home emotionally and have to work through it at home on my own time so for me to balance that with my like with having children i just for me i that's when i decided to retire and just focus on raising my family and my two boys
0: Um, From what I've heard, your kids are now growing up and you're now a teaching assistant, so what influenced you to become a teaching assistant again and return to the school life?
1: Well, originally I wanted to have similar holidays to my kids, so when you're teaching this, or when you work in the CBE and your kids go to the CBE, then you'll have summers off and Christmas and spring break, and and so those will be similar times, and professional development days, so when your kids are younger and there's no one else to look after them that's good so i went back to the cbe and that's why i i eventually just was promoted to an education assistant and uh, i haven't really looked back because i get to work in the classroom and then i don't have all that extra work that teachers have to do now
0: oh that's pretty nice um I know probably the best part about not being a teaching assistant is not having as much work to do as a teacher, but is there anything you miss about being a teacher?
1: Well, there are, there are moments because I realize because I have been a teacher, um, as an education assistant, I am there to assist certain, just certain students. Um, so I have kind of a hard time because I, I kind of walk around like I would do as if I was a teacher, and I try to connect to all the students in the class. But I also do that just so the kids don't think, oh, there's, you know, so-and-so needs to work with Ms. Forrest again. So I try to make a relationship with all the kids in the class. And certainly, I'm going to focus on a few of the kids or kids with um, individual, um, like, IPPs. And uh, yeah, so did I answer your question? Yep.
0: And uh, that's about it. Um, I just want to say thank you for having our show. Have, thank you for being on our show, Kathy.
1: Oh, you're very welcome.
0: Thank you for listening. I know this was only a three-episode series, but it meant a lot that you took the time to listen to me. I'm your host, Matthew Mander, and maybe we we'll cross paths again at some point in the future. Till then, bye.